What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/try. Go to Shopify.com/try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/try. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Sylvia Global Radio. You're listening to Devoted Moms with Tasha and Regina, an hour of engaging conversation for women who embrace the career of being a full-time mom. Yay! I just really love that intro. Hey, Devoted Moms! <laughs> hey, this is Tasha White, Devoted Moms. Hey, Regina! Hey, girl. Happy V-Day or Happy Love Day. Happy Love Day. Happy How Love are Day. You? I am doing pretty good. I was, um, I don't know if I told you, but my kids are home from school this week. They have a winter break. And so <laughs> it's been kind of nice not having to wake up at 6 in the morning and, you know, get everybody up and out and hustled. And so I've kind of just been in PJs and, you know, doing some things with the kids. We went to the movies yesterday and uh, the okay. library the day before. So we've been doing a couple things. But it's it's kind of nice kind of hanging out, oh. hanging out this week. Yeah. Well, hi, Devoted Moms. Um, it is uh, a pleasure for us to be on again. I am um, I'm excited today because I have a really, really good friend um, and uh, I guess a former colleague uh, who's going to talk about her story as being a um, being a, a teenage mom and now she's a grown-up, so I guess she's a grown-up mother. <laughs> two incredible Ooh. children, and we'll get to talk to her a little bit. Um, Tasha, I'm on the other side of uh, of you enjoying being able to sleep in. Uh, my housemate is out of town, and so oh. I am a single mother of four girls this week. <laughs> Do it, girl. I know, I know. There's not, and I haven't had coffee today, so devoted moms, I am so. You will hear me sipping in the in between our conversation because I need more coffee. Um, right. But yeah, this morning we woke up. Uh, they woke up to lots of love, expressions of love, um, including cupcakes for breakfast. Which, in hindsight, I'm still wondering. You know, you, you know, talk <laughs> to the ingredients for a cupcake is the same as ingredients for like pancakes and waffles. Right. Right. And if you think about the syrup, it's about the same as I think of the icing. Um, the thing is the crash that happens. Right. <laughs> yep. Right as you're trying to walk out the door and someone has somebody else's Barbie doll. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so the nine, eight, seven, and five-year-olds were wonderful for the first 30 minutes of the morning. And then after that, I don't know. <laughs> they all come home. I'm not really sure. <laughs> so I hope I hope that the devoted moms out there had a good morning. 
love, and I do want them to know that if no one told you today uh, that they love you and support you, that you do know that Tasha and I do that and um, are here for you and we'll be here for you every Thursday um, as we talk about how to become, you know, better moms and um, well-rounded individuals. And so, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's 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 been real fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, um, that is, I know how you feel a little bit. When Kenny was out of town last week, and I had the three uh, by myself, and so you know, every time he goes out of town, I just have a newfound respect for single moms. I mean, I, I used to be a single mom, so I've been there, but not of multiple children. It just adds in a whole other <laughs> dynamic um, the more children you add to it. So I bow down because it's not an easy job. I mean, I was just thinking about, for me, just, you know, sometimes I just need a minute mm-hmm. um, and then I'm good. And so sometimes I just need a minute to go to another room or to grab a cup of coffee or, or whatever. Just I need a break. And so, I you know, I think I do take for granted sometimes that I'm able to um, – that I'm able to just say, hey, Kenny, you know, can you take it for a second? You know, I can go outside for a minute and just breathe. And so I, when I didn't have that, I had to think of other ways to be able to to get my breath in. <laughs> even Did in the it enclose of, a, of include a television with a, re- with a remote control, right? Yes, with a song that went something like, I love you, you love me. <laughs> I did. I, you know what? I did not pull that out of my toolkit this morning. I, I yes. usually can um, set up, we do a sit the science kit because I feel like, you know, it's kind of oh, educational. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so we'll, I'll, you know, say, well, whoever's finished with their list of things to do, you know, before we walk out the door, you know, I'll put on the DVD. And I just I I think I must have had too much chocolate this morning too because I I was I was <laughs> that school. I'll have to remember yeah. that for tomorrow. I ha- I have another opportunity tomorrow um, to uh, try again. And that I mean, and that's yes. you know kind of how I go. You um, try your best, and then let's just you know see how it goes, and then um, you know massage it a little bit, and then let's try it again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, I'm I'm good with that. If, you know, just taking a few minutes and and letting Barney or whoever entertain. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's the one show right now that I'm that I see that that she'll even sit for. Everything else, she doesn't even. She won't even notice mm-hmm. it. Like Sid the science. She likes Sid the Science Kids intro. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Then yes. she's like, I'm done. I want something else. Yeah. So, yeah, but is. I'm the same way. I love this the PBS. Cartoons because I feel like they actually learn something and you know can grow a little bit. But yes, yes, I feel your pain. (laughs) (laughs) You know, pain and pleasure both at the same time. Right, Um, right. And it's funny, you know, it's Love Day, and I don't know if it's Love Day around the world, but um, you know, I think we both try to express and um, and you know give example of being loving. Uh, all mm-hmm. through the year, and uh, you know, so I have read it's funny, it's funny on a few posts um, on Facebook about you know, oh, you can go out and spend all this money. It's just commercialism, and mm-hmm. you know, this particular holiday. When I thought about it, I I was in a store trying to find affordable little trinkets, right, um, or or uh, economic conscious. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to call it. Economic conscious. Write that uh-huh. down. That's the word of the day, devoted mom. <laughs> also known as the Dollar Tree and Simon Blow. <laughs> right. Um, but what I thought about is this 
uh, holiday or the merchant assistance is that you have lots of more um, things to choose from to express mm-hmm. um, right. how you love or how you feel. And so, you know, it's not every day that I can get, you know, little trinkets that have lots of hearts on it and I love mm-hmm. you cookies. And so, you know, I decided to kind of reframe that, you know, oh, it's just they just want to get make more money. Um, and so I was still in that way up till last night until I turned on the news, which I rarely do, and now I know why. The news mm-hmm. was straight into saying that uh, Valentine holiday is the second highest grossing holiday besides Christmas for is our, yeah, the second, can you believe it? After Christmas, it is Valentine's Day. Oh, and wow. so, um, you know, I heard that, I was like, ah. Um, but then I again said, that means that there are people who are being employed, um, there are entrepreneurs that are being supported. I have Woo-hoo. a uh, really good friend who started her own florist um, called Local oh, okay. Floral. Local, local, uh, floral, and it's because all of her uh, flowers are locally grown. She's okay. Not crazy. I mean, she is kind of crazy, but not like that. Uh, <laughs> but you know, she her her business is being is you know is really kicking up on this particular day. So right. yes, we can do the humbug of you know it's just you know you just want people to buy money and. You know, this is the way you express your love. Or you can just embrace it and be like, this is just one extra, you know, day that we do that. So, anyway, yeah. that was my... definitely can look at it two different ways. And some people's love languages are gifts. Yes. So you might not do a whole lot of gifts for your spouse throughout the year, but if their love language is, is gifts, then this will be one of those days that you... You know, meet their needs and meet their love language today, mm-hmm. and get right. them what they love. You are so right. And those cards mm-hmm. that have those like um, deep emotional feelings that come from people who really don't can't verbalize it, they get to buy mm-hmm. cards that say it. Exactly. And so that's an opportunity for um, folks to express themselves um, and people to receive those expressions. So I don't know. I I guess I was. Um, I was really, I, I really, you know, really wanted to rethink how, you know, the the, the holiday is uh, is sometimes viewed. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, a little that bit too much, too much self reflection. But I was thrown off when I heard it was the second highest grocery. And I, you know what? I give it up to moms who will sit down with their kids and they make things and they get all creative and you know, get out the glue gun and, and start cutting things and mm-hmm. pasting mm-hmm. things. I think that mm-hmm. is so fabulous, and I totally <laughs> appreciate that in other mothers. That's just not me. Like, I'm not going to feel bad because I went and bought my kids no, some I, chocolate. your first most sad honey is, yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, yeah. I don't... I don't do it. It's funny because my kids will get that from their Auntie Lori, and she loves being in the kitchen, and she loves Mm -hmm. doing creative things for them. And they're like, I love our second mommy, Lori, for those kind of things. And so Mm -hmm. my kids definitely aren't lacking that part of their life. They just don't get it from me. And I'm okay. But that's, again, um, part of being a devoted mom is thinking about support systems and knowing where your strengths and Mm -hmm. where your limitations are. And so if you have, in fact, you know, we've been talking about that, especially as we talked about, um, you know, relating information to our to our children about sex, 
Um, but if you think about it, that's, you know, you have, in fact, filled a gap um, that is going to improve their quality of life. It's, you know, will they end up in therapy or robbing banks because they didn't have a mom who did cookie cut up for them? Mm, we don't know right. that. Um, but will they have right. some extra memories of uh, pleasant times with other adults who love them? Um, yes, and I think that that may, you know, impact um, their, in a positive way, you know, their quality of life. I mean, that's just, definitely, you know, just my thought on it. So oh, it's I good, agree. I agree. It's, it's a good, um, you know, so it's okay. Mommies can't do everything. We can't, we can't do it all. And that's the whole super mom, super wife, super women, you know, mentality. And that's not to say you shouldn't strive to be the best that you can be. Um, but, you know, we're not. We're not super people, and there are things that we need help with, and I'm not afraid to ask for help. I personally don't like to stretch myself too thin because um, that doesn't make me a very good mom or wife. Mm-hmm. It makes me crabby, um, and we don't want to be crabby. I want to be happy. So I, I have no problem kind of seeking others for, you know, something that I may need help with and I'm okay with not knowing the answers to everything. Right, right. You know, right. and that, that's a gross thing. You know, I don't think I've always been like that. I think I probably had some control issues, you know, earlier in life, but I've gotten rid of those. Those are gone. Yeah, they really get, mm-hmm. I mean, they're very heavy. I mean, they get yes. very, very heavy. Um, so so I, let's, um, oh, I'm sorry, I was interrupting. No, what were you going to say? No, no, go. Oh, okay, well, I was going to uh, just uh, tell the devoted moms, what we will be talking about today, kind of ending a series that we've been talking about for a couple of weeks. And, you know, I think we, we ended up stretching this a little bit longer than we anticipated only because of the, the feedback that we're getting, the knowledge that we're able to acquire and share with you guys about speaking with your daughters and sons about sex and the different um, ways that you can bring it out. There's not just one way to do it. And so the show we had two weeks ago, we kind of had two different perspectives, more from a health perspective, another one from a spiritual perspective, but then all of it, just knowledge and helping you to to speak to your children about something that's very serious and that's not going away. And so um, so we're rounding out the series today with uh, talking about teen pregnancies again, but also speaking with a, a mother who started her motherhood journey as a teen, she's an adult now, and just some of the things that she has picked up along the way in her journey and the journey that's made her a better person and a better mother and maybe even some of the struggles that she faced. Um, But also she's a very successful woman now um, and so not feeling like just showing people that if this is a path that you're on right now that it's not the end of the world. Um, Even if it's not the way that you envisioned your life, it's not the end of the world and there is light um, not just at the end of the tunnel, but right there in the where you are right now, there's still light and there's still some positive things that you can get out of your journey, out of anything that happens to you in your life. So um, our guest is actually on hold. Um, and if you would like to call in and if you maybe started your motherhood as a teen, you may be currently a teen mother and like to talk about, you know, what's going on with you, then feel free to give us a call, 347-215. Six one three eight. Again, that's three four seven two one five six one three eight. We're also on Facebook Live right now and on Twitter Live. So you can reach us at Devoted Moms on Facebook or Tasha and Regina on Twitter. So tweet us your questions, and um, 
if we get a second, we can go ahead and read your questions online. And we have a few questions coming in already, but we'll go ahead and uh, if you want to introduce your guest, Regina, we'll get to the questions maybe toward the end of the show. Sure. I do want to our listeners know that we are having um, just a little bit of a technical glitch. Hello. So if you're sending, hello. Oh, I think. Uh oh, I let her in before I introduced her. <laughs> okay, that's all right. That's the amateur in me, by the way, people. Please don't hold it against me. <laughs> just wanted to um, just let our devoted mom listeners know that um, we appreciate you sending in your um, email um, questions. The challenge is that we're having a little bit of glitch of getting those emails um, as we are doing the show. And so if it's any way possible for you to do that, put those either on um, Tasha Facebook or or Twitter. Um, that might be a way for us to get it more quickly. We hope to resolve it. Um, but we will go back and um, maybe Tamika will actually help us answer some of these some of those uh, questions. questions that we missed yeah. last week. Hey, T, are you on? I am. Hello. Hi, Tasha. Hi, Regina. How are you guys doing? Hey, Tamika. Thank you for joining us today. No problem. It's my pleasure. Thanks for the invite. It's so much fun connecting. Um, Tasha has certainly um, heard me talk about Tamika. Um, Tamika and I used to work together, and, um, you know, I've got some, I've, I resolved some of my separation anxiety stuff. Um, but Tamika was one of one of my many coworkers <laughs> who um, became my lunch buddy and you know happy hour buddy, and then um, you know through the course of time left me. Still wanted to do better things. She didn't break up with me, but she did break up with the university, yeah. and so did I eventually. But I was a little bit slower. <laughs> Um, but Tamika and I have known each other for about, what, like, how many years I has it been? Just about five. About five, yeah. yeah about five, six years. Yeah, yeah. And, and Devoted Mom, I hope that you all can understand this. What was funny was um, we were working in the same building, you know, lots of people, um, and uh, Tamika was working in the same department with a woman, and I was trying my best to be compassionate and connect with. And and so we were eating lunch together, and um, there was one day where she said, well, you know, do you mind if Tamika joins us too? And I'm like, sure, because those lunches have become a bit painful. Um, <laughs> 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 and so Tamika joined us for lunch, and she and I just completely clicked. And before we knew it, the other person never got invited to go to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Not a nice way to play, but you know what? That sometimes the sandbox we have to teach our children. Sometimes you're not going to be everybody's friend, right? <laughs> you're very diplomatic to... about it. <laughs> she didn't like the food we were eating. She didn't like the the, the things we talked about. <laughs> we brought up sex one time, and we thought she was going to choke. I mean, it was just, you know, yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> So, so actually had, you know, lunch together and, like I said, um, started to, um, you know, really develop a really good uh, relationship. We realized that there were um, lots of commonalities and then there were also lots of differences in our experiences. Mm -hmm. um, but that right. there were um, certainly connections that allowed for us to just move forward and 
um, it, it, she's one of um, the people that I have been very blessed to have um, in my support circle and just a part of my life. Aww, and so, thanks. you know, I, I love you big time, girl. Oh, nice. Um, Same here. I love you, too. <laughs> and so um, we've asked her to come on um, today. We said a little bit about her, but, um, and I'm going to let her, you know, kind of tell her own story. But just a quick snapshot, you know, um, having at a very early age uh, lost your father um, to um, a, a very horrible death. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and had uh, some challenges um, with your mother's parenting and then becoming a teenage mom um, and two children later, um, I think you became a teenage mom at 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so you would think, oh, you know, here's here's a pattern that we see on TV of, you know, someone just kind of maybe living on a system and, oh, that's, you know, just another tragic story. But T, which I affectionately call her, um, just, you know, had some, has something in her, um, a foundation that allowed for her to push through um, to becoming a phenomenal mother of two, one of which her uh, children have special needs, um, mm-hmm. really, really severe special needs, um, and you never know it by her smile and the way she um, dotes and talks about her. Uh, and the other thing is that she went on to pursue her education and her career and is now um, has uh, graduated with a master's from um, one of the very, I guess, Ivy League college, I mean, universities, uh, and just can show you, like, what, you know, happens often, but we don't get to see or hear about it when someone starts their motherhood as teenagers. So is that, is that a good ca- is that a good capture? Does that sound like I'm doing like a eulogy or something, Tamika? Yeah, you <laughs> you've talked about everything. What do I say? <laughs> so you can tell us. You can dive into the the groovy details of it all um, as you feel comfortable. Um, and Tamika, I do want to tell you that we had some questions from the last time we did the show mm-hmm. um, from teenage mom, some from teenage moms, um, some mm-hmm. from parents of teenage moms who want to um who who have these questions and we'd like to you know we'd like to see if you would help us answer them. Sure. And just give them the support and um I guess influence from, from your from your lens point. Is sure. that cool? That would be great. Okay. So so how would you how would you introduce yourself? <laughs> um I would say I'm very uh I guess optimistic about life. Um yeah, I would say that God has definitely shined his most ultimate light on me and my family, and he continues to do so. Um, I can say that life has not been easy, but whose life is? Um, I, I guess I guess I just, I, I just roll with the punches of life and knowing that, you know, um, that if I fall, then there's a reason that I need to fall and that God will help lift me up. Um, I guess I have that foundation in God, and I learned it early on because of my circumstances, and I've been blessed, I mean, immensely ever since for it. So that's how I would introduce wow. myself, okay. yeah. So um, 16 years old, um, involved with, you know, some <clears throat> other male, I mean, mm-hmm. it was a male individual who, yes. you know, 
Yeah, so you I was... got very close with, as they say, and where did I come from? You all got very close. Yeah, and super so... close. What was that like? <laughs> right, that was as close as you can get, right? Yeah, <laughs> as close as you can get. You're right, talking. Tell us what that, you know, what your memory of that is. Um, gosh, I, I felt... So here I am, I'm 16, I'm pregnant, and... Literally, I mean, at this point in my life, the father was literally nowhere to be found. So, I mean, of course, I'm I'm hurt, I'm lost. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Um, I'm young, so then I don't recognize the situation that I'm in fully, where um, the circumstances that surround raising a child. So I, I had no knowledge of that, um, and so I. I tend to go into my mind when I'm going through stressful situations and start to compartmentalize things. So I took away the circumstance that I was going through and compartmentalized it into a section that was like, okay, this is what I'm dealing with today. And I pulled out where I wanted to be the next day. So although I went through the hurts, my focus was how do I make it on to the, the next day? You know, how do I survive tomorrow? Okay. Just how do I make it through the next day, the next day, the next day? And in that, I found that being positive and just staying strong and continuing to tell myself it'll get better, it'll get better, even though I couldn't see past go, I couldn't see where it would get better. I just kept telling myself, you know, it'll get better, it'll get better. Um, mm-hmm. But it was very dismal. Um, frightening, not having that support or that foundation from family. Um, at the time, I had girlfriends that I was very close with, and they helped me out the best they could, but you have to realize we were only 16, so it was more so their parents helping me out. Mm-hmm. And um, I just told myself, I just need to finish high school. I have to finish high school. I didn't think past high school. So I set these mm-hmm. small goals, not mm-hmm. knowing that I would be making goals further on I just knew I had to press forward so um that's how I made it through I think had I looked and and everybody's different but I think had I looked too far in the future then I would have seen this oh that's where you want to be and this is where I am now I would have never tried to strive for it Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it would have been too overwhelming it would have been very overwhelming Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um, were there any, uh, you mentioned that there were some probably parents of some of your girlfriends yes. that kind of kind of stepped in and, and helped some. Um, so if there are teenage mothers, mm-hmm. would you, you know, say just, you know, how would you, I, how would I you would, encourage them? I would tell them, um, I had an aunt that told me one day, um, you know, when everybody was saying, oh, you're pregnant, your life is over, this is the mm-hmm. end. And I mean, it's funny how how different people are are sent your way during different times. I mean, years later, you probably you know not end up not having a great relationship with the person, but you can remember back to a time when that person said something or did something that really helped you along. So I was sitting on my grandmother's steps one day, and she said, you know, it, no matter what anybody says to you, um, or what they do to you. You are the person that you are. You you still dream. 
You should continue to dream. Just mm. because you have a baby does not mean that your life is over. You can continue to do those same things that you wanted to do. It's just going to take longer. And it meant a lot coming from this particular aunt because she's a very negative person. So oh. I knew. Oh. <laughs> I so knew. you found strength in, in the last person you think you'd find it from. Yeah. Right, right, In the right. very last person. So I would mm. say open your mind. And sometimes the people that you might shut out because you might think they'd be the last people that will provide you any support, just Uh open your mind. They might be the very ones that may help push you forward and help you along. So keeping an open mind. Um, Now, were there um, any programs that you were able to take advantage of? I know now, like, there's lots (laughs) of support systems for young mothers. Um. I'm not sure. I'm sure there were. Uh huh. But my, I, I was always the type that I felt like if I went to, um, like, uh, so I had a mother who was at the time she was, um, she she had a problem with substance abuse. So I'm uh-huh. 16, and I'm living with my mother, and I already don't get support from her. And this is, you know, how am I going to support this baby? I never, I might have heard about support groups, but uh-huh. I felt like that wasn't the priority in my life at the time. Uh-huh. Um, they may have helped me greatly, but but I just felt like I needed to survive the next day. And I felt like a support group would have taken me out of my mindset of how do I survive and put me into a I guess a a systematic way of living. Mm. I I didn't want to stay, I didn't want to be stagnant in the, okay, so this is the support group, we're going to walk you through this way, and then it was going to keep me stagnant. I wanted to still soar heights, so Mm. I I didn't think a support group would help me with that at that time. I think that that's, that's you know yeah. we have you know folks who are listening or you know devoted moms that are trying to support maybe someone who has um, is going to be a young mother. We have to think about that, and I think what you did was you really did um, exhibit self determination on right. on what worked, what was going to work for you, um, and what had also helped you survive you know, even up to 16, you know, since uh, since you lost your father at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had learned, you know, what worked, and it sounds like you kind of tapped into it. Yeah. And, and so here you are, 16, and it's month nine, and there's a, a you know, a big, huge hump in the front of your belly. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. What, 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 did that, what, did, what did that look like for you? Um, it was very, it was frightening because growing up, I was never the type of, you know how we have this maternal instinct as kids, you'll hear some women say, I knew that I wanted to be a wife, I knew that I wanted children, mm-hmm. I just knew this, I, I, I didn't know that, as a matter of fact, I denied it, I'll never have kids, I'll travel the world, I'll be the family member that people will see special occasions. So for me to be pregnant, I was like, oh, my God, you know, like I've got to be the dumbest. I, I, I'm pretty sure I went through a, a severe depression, mm-hmm. um, which is probably why I stayed to myself because I don't like to display those tendencies out to anyone else. I try to mm-hmm. keep those to myself. And um, 
and just I guess I just dealt with it with with it myself, but I didn't know I, I really have to honestly say I don't know I can't take credit for anything that that happened day by day. I don't know how I did it. I just I honestly don't know. So baby it, boy got here. He was here. <laughs> um and because my dad had died my mom was receiving a monthly check um from social security. Um and I'm 16, so I couldn't get it. So, you know, I looked at it like, okay, well, that'll support us. You know, I'll still be able to go to school and um, finish high school, and that will support us. Only, you know, I didn't receive any money from her. She used it to use drugs. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what, what I ended up doing was, I mean, I, ju- I just literally would, I depended on people. I just, I just was, I just prayed and asked God. I mean, even at that age, I guess I had been praying since, since my dad had died. That's when I learned to really pray a lot and hard, um, to just, you know, send people my way that could help me. And and he did, and mm-hmm. and I was able to 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 still go to school, and you know, my son was fine, and I just really took it day by day, um, uh, with him. Now, when my daughter came, that was a different situation. I had to really, really, like, bear down and think hard about what I was going to do. I couldn't take it day by day with her because she was a totally different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, when she came, um, I had, so I had a full scholarship to Howard, and I was pregnant with her and graduating high school. And I was like, oh, so, you know, here I am again. And and, and so this was my issue with the continued pregnancies. I was looking for someone to love me, care for me because I just I simply wasn't getting it. And and in doing so, I must I mistook that love for the need to have un you know, unprotected sex. I fully knew better. Uh-huh. But I figured, you know, he loves me, I love him, why not? And uh-huh. You know, that's a very unhealthy way of thinking for obvious reasons. Um, mm-hmm. But that was the reasoning that, that I had for doing that. So then you okay. fast forward, and my daughter is here, and she has um, Cree Duchat Syndrome, which is a genetics disability. And um, she's born, and so I'm I'm hit with that. And I'm like, okay, so there's no way I'm going to be able to go to school now. Um, I have to care for a sick child pretty much. So then when I had to, I didn't even drop out. I just never showed up to even take the courses. I never registered. Uh-huh. Mm. So when I felt that um, failure of, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm really going to be this teenage parent, this woman that grows up, and I'm going to be the person that I I didn't like one of the things that I didn't like about a lot of people where I came from is, you know, I was always taught by my dad to, you know, pull your own weight and, you know, bring something to the table. You know, you don't look for a man to just solely take care of you. Care of you. you look to be a, an equal partner. And in being mm-hmm. that, you pull your own weight. So I kept those morals with me, and, and, and I would say to myself, I'm never going to be 
you know, worth anything to anybody. How am I going to do this? I have my son who's, you know, pretty functional. Anybody will take him, which was easy for me to get around. But when my daughter came, nobody would take her because she had special needs. You know, so then I had to sit back and think, um, how am I how am I going to get through this? And, you know, so me being this power-driven person that I am was like, the last thing I'm going to do is get on social service or get food stamps. I need to work. I need to pay my way. I need to work. I need to pay my way. Well, I had to get on social service. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, and which is important because that's why those systems are there. Th- I that's mean, why they have systems. Um, you know, not forever, yep. uh, but certainly to um, kind of help bridge until exactly. you're able to do it on your own. And so, and I guess again, encouraging devoted moms to yeah, um, not feel guilty about um, accepting mm-hmm. and accessing help. Um, and, um, and, and so I'm really glad that you did say that you, you know, that you got to that point. I I had no other choice and I realized in doing that, that was teaching me how to humble myself too, because as the years went along, I, I needed help along the way. There's no way I could have done it alone. So Mm -hmm. that was just my opening lesson into you need help. You need to access the help. It's there for you. You're not. It, yes, you know you're not one of those ones that's going to take advantage of it. But you need to access it because it is there, and oh, it right. helped me. I mean, it helped us to, to where I am now. I mean, had it not been uh-huh. for that help, I don't know, you know, where I would be. Uh-huh. So, you know, so I, I was um, until my daughter's social security was able to come through. I, I, I was on social services. And I was um, retrieving food stamps, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I wish I could still get today because I love them. <laughs> <laughs> food is expensive. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> so, um, hey, Tamika, um, just fast-forwarding just a little bit um, sure. in the interest of time, um, you touched on a couple of questions that were asked um, last week, and I just want to see if, you know, I'm hoping that these listeners may um, be here, you know, listening today. Um, one is a teenage mom who says, how do I overcome the guilt I have? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I felt that too. And, and I think in overcoming that is you, you you deal with the situation. You start to say, this is my life. This mm-hmm. is what I've been dealt. And so how am I going to make the best out of it? That's the only way to deal with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, living with you know, we all have, you know, certain regrets, and um, but you don't let those regrets, like, get you down to the point where, you know, you regret life, you regret everything. No, you look at, you take those regrets and you turn those into learning lessons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that's uh, guilt. <clears throat> there is another, um, a listener from Bakersville, um, California. Um, my daughter's mother is 17. And I am 24. After listening to your show, my mom had it on her computer. Both of us are not mature enough to be good parents, but we want to try. Mm-hmm. How do we have the courage to reach out to others to support us? Um, you said your daughter's her daughter's mother is. Yeah, it sounds like it may be the fa- a, a father who's 24 and a mother who's 17. Oh. Yeah. So they're really young parents. Yeah. Um, I think you you look for 
and and this was another thing. So I always had older friends mm-hmm. that obviously knew more than me, and I did that for a reason because people my age weren't going through what I was going through. Um, not saying that you have to listen or take the advice on everything that they send your way, but if it's something that's going to work for you, then I think you should reach out to different people and um, get their advice on how they would handle certain things. Um, because we don't know. Um, one thing is help. One thing in helping, I found is just to sometimes just throw yourself into the situation and to be there. I mean, the situation is going to allow you an opportunity to help. Uh, I think it's going to come organically how you help, but mm-hmm. just just be engaged. Mm-hmm. Would you also say that, like, um, you know, people that you worked with, um, you know, folks that you saw that were maybe doing better or doing, mm-hmm. you know, had figured some things out that you, you know, really did kind of pick their brains and ask them, well, how did you do this right here? Yeah. But I know I've done that right. with you. Um, Even with I learned you. About, yep. Yeah, I learned, that, I learned about um, health insurance through mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. Um, for my children as mm-hmm. I'm an entrepreneur and I don't have work you know, the work um, insurance plan. So would you say probably looking at, you know, if you're in a working situation or looking at individuals that um, you see seem to know, uh, you know, seem seem to be moving in a direction that that is consistent with what you want to do. Right. Um, Kind of connecting with them. Because I've been the same way. I've always had older friends. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, not that I took everything for that they said, you know, as gospel. Right. But it definitely was helpful to hear different perspectives. Yes, always. And right, I think right. the advantage that people have now, and in particular the teenage moms have now that I, I didn't have back then, is that they have access to computers where they can go online and look at certain things. That's and true. You put a Google keyword search in, and it will bring up great amounts of information. And you can right. pick and choose. You know, it's, it's the world is your oyster online, I mean, when it comes to things like that. And um, right. so I think that's, that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's a great thing. I mean, to use your resources, and if you don't have access to a computer, just to go to the library. And um, if you already have a child, it'll kill two birds with one stone because you can read to the child and do some research as well. So, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think just using the resources that you have um, access to. Yeah, and okay. there are lots of programs that are, you know, trying their best to be accessible. And uh-huh. so I think that that's a really, I mean, I think that's a really good idea. It, because it may be someone who's living on the other side of the world that has, right. you know, that can help offer you some support. Mm-hmm. Um, just even listening to this program, we've got people who listen from all over the world. And who knew that they would seek support? You yeah. Know, from folks yeah. Who are out in, in Maryland and Atlanta. <laughs> It's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? I know. We have a, actually doing... this is a pretty pretty good question from Athens, Georgia. Uh-huh. Um, she said that she just learned that she's pregnant and she's a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for her uh for telling her parents because she knows that they will be disappointed and want of course want her to finish her education and so, you know, that I think that you could probably really speak to that because you are someone that finished your education with with yeah, yeah. So what would you say to her? What advice would you give to her on on first telling her parents? You know, I would, just the advice that I would give to her is to tell them. I wouldn't prolong it, but before telling them, 
I would tell her to dig into herself, tap into herself, and to say to herself, do you want to finish your education? If the answer is yes, which I'm sure probably will be, then go to them with a proposal as to, yeah, uh, I'm pregnant, I made a mistake, you know, I'm sorry, but I do plan on continuing my education, and here's my plan for doing that, and this is how I can see you assisting me in that. So hmm. it kind of... Um, or if you don't want to assist me in helping me doing that, you know, then I'm going to do X, Y, Z. But I think coming up with a plan will kind of help her through. Mm-hmm. Because right. one, it's going to be emotional. Um, yeah, yeah. It is. And she's not going to have to deal with her emotions. She's going to have to deal with theirs as with well. Theirs. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. I had a, um, a ex-roommate whose little sister um, I went and picked up from school. Um, but she was going to ride home with me, um, which was her hometown, mm-hmm. from school. And we stopped on the way. She said she had missed her cycle. And we stopped at a pregnancy center and got the test, and she came out crying. Um, I, I know. I was like, really, I was just giving you a ride. Um, <laughs> she ended up um, living with me um, through the birth of mm-hmm. the child. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because her family just, you know, they, well, they <clears throat> they kept reminding her that, that they knew that was going to happen to her. And mm-hmm. it was all very negative. And she was able to find a job, actually with Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, oh, find a job. Yeah, she she said, she, I know I've got to work. And she went in some very entry-level position, and she worked up until she had the baby, and she stayed with me. And I, it was interesting because um, I had no plans for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I made sure she had at least one good meal a day because she would say that she had Doritos and orange soda. And so I knew that I, that child was going to have one good meal <laughs> that mm-hmm. I was going to cook. Um, so if she allowed me to, she could have went and, you know, stayed on some couches that were not going to be as nearly as healthy. Right. Um, and she did, and she actually went back. Um, her her professor started calling her and saying, okay, you've had the baby. Um, you need to now come back to school. And, you know, she went to HBCU, which is a historically black college and university. Mm-hmm. So they had um, experience and support because they wanted people to graduate. Um, okay. And so right. thinking about even teenage moms who are, um, wanting to go back to school, look at universities and colleges now who understand that um, you have more obligations than just school. Right. Because um, right. that can give you the support systems that you need. She did go not back to that school, but she did finish her college degree, um, then went on to get her master's. Funny enough, she still works for Blue Cross Blue Shield, and this is over 20 years ago. Uh Wow! And believe it or not, she just finished her um, just finished law school. Oh, that's awesome! Wow, that is great. No, and and it was not easy at all. But it was tapping into um, her support system and also her faith system. Yep. Um, even when people said no. Yep. Uh, and and she, like I said, her family was not nice. Um, yeah. Not nice at all to the point where um, eventually they did. When the baby came, all of a sudden 
it clicked on them that there's another, you know, relative here that we need to be taken care of. Yeah. And so yeah. they did eventually, you know, fall in line, but they were not the initial support system. That she needed. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like you said, I think God puts people in places if you he does. open um, and you're, you know, very clear about what you need and, um, you know, she had a key to my apartment. She was very respectful, um, and I loved having her there. I mean, in some ways, I want her to come back with baby, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Christopher is 23 or so years old now. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, she just finished law school. I, and I saw that on Facebook, and we reconnected on Facebook, <laughs> which is funny, right? That's wow. great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so, just know that you know pushing through um, and just not taking not taking um, other people's expectations and making them uh, your own is just very and, important. And you make another good point. I think for another thing is um, a lot of times we look out at our lives and we look out at society and we and and sometimes we're privy to the information or the way that the road is the road is most traveled, right? So I obviously took the road less traveled. Um but I used <laughs> social services to um mm-hmm. they had a welfare to work program, right? Mm-hmm. At the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called that. now. And it's workforce development. Okay. I couldn't participate in it because, you know, I had two small kids. They weren't of age, and I had a special needs child, so I couldn't participate. I called one day, and I begged one of the workers to, I'll volunteer. Just let me volunteer. And so I started that program volunteering. Um, They gave me vouchers to to take the kids to daycare. I was able to do that. Mm And, I mean, when it was all said and done, I had a team lead position that was being paid, I mean, on that job from volunteering for over a year. Mm. And it was with the Department of Child Protective Services. So sometimes you just look for opportunities where, you know, it might not be the conventional way, but you look for opportunities where, you know, I knew I wanted to be involved in computers some type of way. And I had heard about this program where they put you in these places and you do call center stuff. Okay, it's going to put me on a computer. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that way. You know, so sometimes I, I guess if you, you might not see the what's at the end of the tunnel, but you, mm-hmm. if, you, if you look around at what you have access to or what you can access at that point, I think it's very helpful. Well, that's, um, you know, Good. every time I hear your story or hear more of your story, I think I, you know, I can write it out. And you throw something else in there, girl. <laughs> I didn't know about the Howard Scholarship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very disappointing. Very, that's, very, again, very. just like another just level of respect and just, gosh, wow. that's You're awesome. Um, let's, there's, there's one more. We've got about ten minutes left, and this one I think is very interesting, and I'm really hoping um, that, uh, that this is going to be helpful to other devoted mothers that are listening. I am from, this is from um, a listener in Memphis. I am fourth generation of teenage moms who are single. How can I change this curse on our family and teach my daughter a different path? Although I feel blessed by each of our family members, the curses of the financial struggle mm-hmm. and a feeling of social isolation and discrimination mm-hmm. for being black and a teen single mom. Wow. Wow. 
gosh. That, yeah, that's something. I, I don't know. Um, I guess any, showing the child, not saying that, you know, they weren't showed how to be loved or, you know, how to love themselves, but I guess putting them in an environment where they're not just seeing that, they're seeing um, single women, you know, or women that don't have teenage, women who don't have um, kids that aren't teenage moms. I don't, putting them in a different environment, I would suppose. Well, you're also a mentor. Kind of show them a different way. Um, Yes, I am a mentor. Um, Putting them into mentorship programs, and this is what I do with my girls. I take them um, out of, you know, the current environment that they're in and, and just show them that, you know, you don't have to live or just because you're you're living this way now does not mean that this is how you have to live when you're older and you're making your own decisions. You know, we go to the art right. museums and mm-hmm. and um, we do different things that they're just used to um, seeing or doing in their everyday home lives. Mm-hmm. So I guess mm-hmm. taking them out of their environment, um, even for a few minutes, because my, my mentee called me the other day and and um, this one, this particular one is 12, and she said to me, um, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm not doing anything. What are you doing? And she's, like, kind of quiet. I'm like, so what's up? Nothing. I was just calling to see what you were doing, just seeing if you wanted to talk. So that told me that, okay, yeah, she's home. She's living her life. But she also thinks about, okay, this is my mentor, and these are the types of things that I do and have experiences with her. So she's starting to take note of that different way mm-hmm. of living, mm-hmm. which is what you want to do. You want to imprint some type of um, permanent stamp so that they start to think differently about life. And, you know, then she told me that she was really excited about going to the art museum and when would we be able to go back again and things like that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so engaging and in, in letting her daughter engage in maybe even activities, um, I know that there's lots of examples and research that shows that young ladies, particularly that are involved in sports, um, mm-hmm. music, um, extracurricular activities that allow them a little less time to have kind of like that, that yep, idle that time um, can be helpful. And sometimes that can be very costly, but again, um if you see a program that you know that your daughter will be interested in, you know, talk to the post at the program. Mm-hmm. People who run programs for young people understand, and they want young people there. Yeah, that's um, a great idea. Yeah, especially if they're, you may have to volunteer to cut the cost. Right, um, right. But really trying to get her to be busy and to see um, visiting college campuses, I think, you mm-hmm. know, um, she has an incredible advocate that in you um, because you see the cycle, you see this pattern, and you are consciously, and I want to support you um, and just be very prayerful for your success um, because she's watching you and you clearly have the capacity to help her right. make decisions right. that are going to allow for her to do something different. Right. Um, and the financial struggle is certainly um, a challenging a challenge for so many. But there are so many examples of um, African American single moms, and also um, other single moms of other cultures, 
that have created some of the most incredible um, um, uh, per, uh, historical figures. And so I think about Bill Clinton, um, whose mother was a single mom. I mm-hmm. think about our president, um, Barack mm-hmm. Obama, mm-hmm. Um, came from a single mother. So there's lots of examples uh, where where we where we as moms just have to be very purposeful to do something different yep. um, in order to get a, a different result. Again, visiting college campuses, getting her involved in, uh, depending on how old she is, involved in activities that maybe you you would have liked to have done but you weren't able mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Being and an I'm advocate. Just gonna say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, showing a different life. Right. You know, when I worked with um, when I worked with pregnant teens in in Auburn, Alabama, um, you know our program was really focused on one education, but the other part was showing them something different. So mm-hmm. if you've never seen anything different, how do you know that the life you're living is is there's other ways? Yeah, how do you know it's not you know, normal? How do you or, even know? So you yeah. have to you have to expose your your children, and that's how you break the curse. Yep. Um, by exposing them to things that are different, like, oh, wow. It doesn't even have to be anything that's so audacious that they think they can never achieve it. Exactly. But like you said, college campuses. Just yep. going to a college campus and seeing regular just people that look just like you. Mm-hmm. Just walk around. And it's very possible to have this life, too. Yep. Right. That's very right. Right. Yeah. right. Um, there was one other mention, and I think it kind of calls into how does the community or how do relatives um support um teenage moms and maybe non traditional um uh and it's funny because traditional is such a crazy word now. <laughs> it just depends on who you are and what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um but there was a question where um uh someone talked about a sister um having a sister that's very different. She has three children um by three different fathers um and she wants to kind of take the traditional route, and she wants to figure out how does she express love to her children without condoning their mother's behavior. And we only have a, a few minutes left, um, but, T, I know you've experienced some of that. Can you really quickly just give her some words of encouragement? Yes. Um, my word of encouragement would be to honestly dream, I mean, dream and dream big. Dream as if... You were born just today, and everything was perfect. Because, I mean, bad times or challenging times, they don't last. It, it seems like it's forever when you're going through them, um, and and they can kind of break you. But don't let it break you. Let it be a learning experience. And keep faith in God and knowing that, you know, one day – this situation, I'll be bigger than this situation. Right now it seems bigger than me, but I'll overcome it and I'll mm-hmm. be able to do all those things that I want to do. It, the, right. I think the thing is is to, to, to dream big, think outside of the box, don't be stagnant in your current situation, and always be determined to strive for more, always want more. Mm-hmm. And, not in, and not only that, you know, when you get to a place where you feel like, and this is a big thing for me, when I, I always said when I got to a place, because, you know, coming up and growing through those situations, I wish I had more people that would have come to me that I knew was able to but didn't. You Reach back. Reach back. Reach back. Reach mm. back. Reach back and pull everybody That's out good. that you can. 
shows just in some of the different aspects of your life and your and your story could probably speak to to more of our devoted mom okay. and other right. subjects so we would love to have you on again and um, devoted moms out there next week we're going to have phenomenal fathers on it's time for our phenomenal father show mm-hmm. yes okay. so if your husband or your father or your brother or your uncle or someone in your life you know that it's a is a phenomenal father and um, you'd like to either just listen in and have them listen into our show or even maybe call in and tell us their story, please uh, tweet us at Tasha and Regina or Facebook us at uh, Devoted Moms and uh, let us know you'd like to be a guest on the show. We'd love to have you. We will see you guys next week. Yeah. Same time, same place. Love you, you, Devoted Moms. Love you, Regina. Love you, too, Tasha. I'll see you on the other side. And to me, thank you. And God bless you. All right. Love you, ladies. Same to you. Thanks a lot for having me on. (laughs) You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.